0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 35 of Up and Down Golf Podcast with your host Slim, my co-host Benny Golfs. Benny, I got the number right, 35. I almost had a stutter. I kind of stuttered, kind of paused doing the intro because I was like, oh, I got it right. And then realized I was still saying the intro. So I'm excited like a little puppy. Yeah, not excited as you going to Nashville, buddy. What's how is that? How is that? How is that happening?
1: Well, let me start with uh, the boys made the layover that's huge <laughs> the 36 minute layover time we had and you had time to spare right
0: you said oh it- yeah it
1: was actually nuts like so our flight uh from toronto to atlanta like maybe five minutes early we arrived which was kind of nice surprisingly everything was on time um funny side note three in the morning in uh, pearson airport we've been there for 10 minutes walk a flock of flame walks up right behind us which was the most random thing ever at three in the morning on a friday friday morning but tell me you uh, got a photo yeah whatever i didn't uh <laughs> I just how, I how do you it was away. him well so this is actually the funny part is i don't want to talk about it too much but i i recognized him just he, he was recognizable face and i tapped my buddy and i go yo like look in a second someone's walking behind me and he my buddy goes, it's Waka Flocka Flame. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought it was fucking Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> I was like, yo, their face kind of similar, but Waka Flock is way bigger. That dude, he was like six foot five, six foot six, and just like a beast. Like he looked like an athlete. So, so he's anyway. in
0: Toronto. That's so funny too. Before I forget, yeah. we're having uh, Bruce, Mr. Octo Grip on uh, later this episode. Uh, it was a- hopefully going to be a good chat. Um. Really excited of him, but uh, it, it got me thinking about talking to him earlier about re- re- retro tunes and and, <laughs> and rap tunes. And and you just seen Walk a Flock of Flame. We told he Bruce was, the, Bruce, Bruce would be like, Uh, who's that? <laughs> who's yeah, that? he would not like Walk a Flock of Flame, that's for sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you should tell him to YouTube some of his singles and see, we might that. have to, yeah, or, or his next video with the grip, post a Walk a Flock of Flame oh. song because he, he had a couple like. Big bangers. I'm going to say he's not a one hit wonder, but he's like a top. He's like a five hit wonder. Yeah. Like five
1: really good tunes that like anyone born in from like the l- early nineties to like the 2000, maybe eight era. Like everyone knows a few walk a flock of flame songs, but so anyways, that was kind of funny. And then, uh, yeah, buzz over to Atlanta and I didn't know Atlanta airport. Like I've never been there. They have that train, like that just buzzes you through the airport. Cause it's so big. Yeah. So you hop on like this little train and we flew over. We're like just speed walking and yeah, made it under a plane. Like no problems took off and it was like really smooth. So that was kind of shocking. But uh, yeah, got there and it was a really, really special time, dude. I, uh, I like really, that city. really
0: Special time. What are you hanging out with your grandparents? Oh, it was a really, <laughs> really cool time. Uh, yeah. Really special. We had some good bonding time, some family time. No,
1: we had a special lot of beers time. and bonding time. That was a, uh, and whiskey, lots of whiskey. I brought a bottle back too. So
0: what kind of whiskey you bring back?
1: Oh, what's it called again? See, yeah, this is classic fucking just meathead.
0: Walk off flock of whiskey or what? walk
1: off flock of whiskey. I don't even want to spend time looking for it, but I did my research cause I was sitting there. Clearly you know, he like,
0: probably brought home like Alberta premium or something. <laughs> just something <laughs> cheap. Yeah. Bottle of JD. That would have been the most like, I don't know anything, but Cheesy, I'm in Tennessee thing Yeah, the cheesiest yeah. thing you could have brought home was J- J- J.D. Whiskey. Uh, yeah. But unreal. Was well, I'm glad Nashville is, was good. Obviously, today's a tough one, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I'm running off about five hours of sleep. Got home at like one in the morning. Had work at 8.30. So it's been a grind, but uh, clearly we're doing all right so far.
0: Unreal. Unreal. Well, let's get into this past week. I know you probably didn't watch any of it, but it was the Sanderson's Farm Championship. Country Club of Jackson. They call it, and let me tell you, our boy Mackenzie Hughes pulls off his second PGA Tour event, or event. Holy, figure it out, kid! Second PGA Tour win of his career, huge for Canada after the kind of embarrassment of the Presidents Cup. I don't want to say embarrassment, but you know, eh, poor, kind of. poor. No, let's let's just say poor showing um, at the Presidents Cup, and he was pissed. He wanted to be on that team. He kind of got snubbed, and what does he do? Basically, one of the first events after. He goes, yeah, okay, travel Trevor, Tra- Trevor Ambleman, I think I pronounced that right. But you should have picked me. You should have picked me. Yeah, stud. And he did it. Classic playoff hole. Both. Here's a fun fact for you. Both his wins have come off winning in a playoff. Really? Which is just absolutely like insane. That's clutch. Like it's talk clutch about jeans. being like pressure. And. In the first one, he had a three, a four-man playoff. He defeated Billy Ho, Horschel, <laughs> Schnub, Camilo Vajegas. Remember that guy? He used, to, <laughs> I don't... he used to do the spider on the green. He'd late. He wouldn't. Oh, lay...
1: yeah. He was that guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah okay, gotcha.
0: And then Blaine Barber. Now, let me tell you, I, I bet Blaine's winning. He, w- he, w- he won that event because I have no idea who Blaine is. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I don't even know if he's still playing fan. golf. I'm just kidding. He probably is. Um, but really cool to have your first two PGA Tour event wins um, in the, uh, you know. Cool fashion. In a playoff. And, dude, he was like, he made a lot of good putts coming down the stretch. Again, I know you didn't watch it, but he made yeah. like six solid putts. One on 14, one on 16 were the two biggest for par. Uh, one was like a 14-footer. Um, some
1: nice approach shots, too. I saw some clips of, like, he was throwing darts from anywhere on the fairway, it looked like.
0: Yeah. And then the main thing was on 18, after his third time playing it for the day, he finally made birdie, made an eight-footer, and kind of gave the fist pump before the ball was in the hole. Kind of got a little oh. excited, kind of knew it was his time. And by saying that, I mean it. He was all about the mental game this week. He he kept telling himself all week that he was going to win, that he was going to win, that he was going to keep reminding himself when it whenever he had a doubt. You know, he kept telling himself, and I said that like four times, but I'll say one more time, he kept telling himself he was going to win the goddarn <laughs> tournament. Just like that. Exactly. And after he said too, this, was a, I really like this because, um, you know, Max Homa went through this kind of thing about, you know, saying you suck. Eventually, you're you're truly going to suck. He yeah. he just kept telling himself. He kept reminding himself, sorry, that he was good at golf. You know, I'm good. I am really good. I can play at this level. I can win at this yeah. level, which is huge to kind of just back up your confidence, um, especially down the stretch, especially when you go into a playoff. percent. So honestly, really great to see Mac Hughes win. Super excited for him. I think he's probably um, my favorite Canadian, unless we get any other Canadian on the pod. Um, <laughs> that might change. But as of right now, he's probably my favorite Canadian. I just think he seems like such a down-to-earth type of dude. Yeah. Um, he seems like a guy you go have beers with and, and you know just really have a good time. Um, here's a couple other fun facts for you. He is the only player in PGA Tour history to win on the Canadian Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, and the PGA Tour. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess he didn't break that this year, like this win, because he already won a Tour. but still just a fact I thought I'd throw in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then classic, good Canadian kid. Dream was to play in the NHL, probably for the Toronto Maple Leafs, probably to be the captain, probably to be an Austin Matthews, but Canadian, um, except for the captaincy, I guess. Um, But, and then the last thing that is a fun fact about Mac, dislikes anything with chocolate in it. Not a big chocolate guy, so if you're looking That's to, psycho. you know, the kids bring a, a sign, I'll trade you, you know, M and M's for a pocket. Or if you, you <laughs> know, <if you laughs> want to go off, yeah, if you want to go <laughs> bring him, you might want to maybe give him a fruit roll up or a bag of chips or, uh, you know, maybe Starburst or something, because the the chocolate isn't uh its not it gonna be liking what, you know, what he likes, I guess.
1: That's pretty funny though, man. Crazy I have just fun been facts. I was, was stumbling my th- <laughs> words. That was Don Cherry coach's corner session. Good Canadian kid. Rhymes <laughs> off a bunch of shit. Good <laughs> good it. Canadian kid. Thumbs yeah. up. <laughs>
0: I feel like I'm the one coming off a weekend vendor in Nashville, dude. I can't even Seriously, speak. You're, you're flying though. I am buzzing. I was stoked to talk about that. I, I think it'd be sick for a, a Canadian just pop off this year. I know. Like Corey Connors had a sick year, sick year last year, obviously, but quiet. I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. Quiet sick year. But I mean, yeah, to have a Canadian actually win a tournament and. I mean, Sep Strachey, I wanted to quick mention that name as well. Like, guy had a good year last year. I believe he at least won one tournament early. He did, and uh, so that's an, another good start for him rolling in this year. So I wonder if he's going to be another another force going forward. But yeah, hopefully Matt can do uh Mac can do some good things.
0: Yeah, awesome. All right, well, should we should we jump in with Bruce, Mr. Octogrip, or what? Yeah, Mr. Creative. Let's hear it from him. All right. Welcome to the show, Mr. OctoGrip, a.k.a. Bruce Logan. Bruce, how's it going? Pleasure to have you on Up and Down Golf Podcast. Um, how's the day been?
2: Yeah, it's been exciting times because uh, I'm quickly moving on from the grip to creating other products to go along with the grip and mainly the putter to uh, match up the full unit. So, yeah, been busy.
0: That's good. Good to hear. Good to hear. So... Let's kind of give a backstory a bit about a little bit about yourself, something quick, um, just kind of, you know, your story and 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 how you got into kind of thinking about the OctoGrip name and, and some products behind it.
2: Yeah, thanks very much for the opportunity, guys. And uh, it's great to be talking to your listeners in the, the Canada area and uh, hopefully all over the world. And everybody gets to, to hear about up and down. Uh, golf, so uh, yeah, Optogrip has uh started uh, started with the putter grip, but all all began at the open in uh, Karnuski, uh, where I seen uh Rory McIlroy in a bunker with a pair of Nike shoes on and uh gave me the concept to develop uh Optogrip because it all started with a valve had an octagon shaft, so a uh, bit of a, an experience getting that product to market, so focused down on uh, golf, the loving game that we all play, so uh, yeah the octagon and octopus was the theme and I've trademarked uh, the name and a couple of logos to help me develop a product, so uh, Octogrip as uh, registered trademarks, and I incorporated that in the putter grip. Uh, Started off with an octagon-shaped putter, uh, where I I took that to one of the uh, registered bodies to take your uh, product to to get approved, and uh, I had to change slight things, but the octagon shape was what was Rev1, and now I've realized that uh, keeping costs and uh, getting the production up and running it's easier to get the brand recognized the the nice tacky feel as a an octopus feel for it's uh on the the face of the putt
0: yeah like kind of like the the tentacles of the octopus gripping to yeah. yeah to grab you yeah and And I I know we kind of were talking earlier, you you mentioned that the Octagrip name came from a valve that you created um, in a separate line of work um, and you just kind of translated it into golf now. Um, Is that, that's correct, right?
2: Yeah, there's uh, my mind. uh, Must have been having some of these uh, elucidation nights and and started uh, thinking of what else can I do with Octagon? So uh, yeah, there's so many things I could talk for hours on it, but uh, yeah, Octagon shape and uh, the Octagon concept of where it can be used is uh, where the pot of grip will go, and uh, the putter of development is the that's what I've been working on this week. So I took the pot of new design which I've shared with you, yep. uh, mm. and that's going through testing at the moment with the governing body to ensure that the putter meets the regulations of the golf rules. So uh, once that's through testing, I'll then add that on my uh, website, drgrip.co.uk, and also on uh, Instagram and the TikTok that I'm quickly learning from the kids
1: (laughs) make sure you get the right music on there eh? yeah
2: yeah. it's uh all tunes from my era so uh my kids are telling me that uh, no you've got to use the the up-to-date tunes and I'm busy picking music from the 70s that I relate to so uh, one of my (laughs) childhood uh, bands was the Strangler's and they had a main tune called uh, Get a Grip of Yourself. And uh, along with some outrageous songs that were <laughs> rebellious in their time. <laughs> so uh, as I have explained to you, there's a tune within the Stranglers uh, list of songs that uh, fits for your uh, brand name as well. So I like to think the LinkedIn brand names up and how to get... Uh, that music to relate to what you're actually doing but maybe maybe my kids will change things when when my time ends and it'll all be the funky <laughs> music that I don't understand, they'll be rapping songs to you and dancing about like or uh, well, the, the Ryder Cup teams are dancing about when they, they hit the shot it's like wow
1: they'll be throwing on some Beyonce and Nicki Minaj before you know That's
2: it, it. I couldn't see Lee Trevino and Greg Norman and and uh, Tom Watson in that dancing about the way the new guys that can do it three hundred and sixty uh, yards. Yeah, it's quite exciting golf now. It's rather than the formal uh, old traditions. So old sure. traditions was where I come from. I've recently just finished uh, being president for for golf club. Which was created in 1871, so my Potter is actually called October 1871.
1: Oh, that's, wow. that's pretty sweet.
2: So that that links with, with our uh, club, and I was lucky enough to be selected as the president fourth of during the 150th anniversary. Wow. Where, uh, unfortunately, the devastating mm. pandemic COVID. Uh, ruined my my uh, 149 year and my 150th year as president, hmm. but I, I managed to keep things going. But to obviously be careful because people weren't coming out, so we were able to. Uh, as much as I'm getting on about, I still like to drink and having a good party time. Uh, <laughs> so we don't, don't we all? Some... Don't
0: we all, Brucey? Don't we all? <laughs>
2: Yeah, So we got the outside drinking going and uh, that helped to bring in funds to keep the club going when we were not getting visitors from uh, coming to our local area. So Norfolk is the oldest 18-hole course in the world from inception. So that means that we're the seventh oldest 18-hole golf course in reality but St Andrew's Montrose and some of the other main courses were, were 23 holes or 21 holes. Huh. And then Tom Morris created uh, the 18 hole course and uh, St. Andrews had been open, which would have been uh, on the hour 150th year so. Jeez. Uh, I was lucky enough to get involved, invited to the Tom Morris celebrations of his 200th birthday at the old course. So all the clubs that were created by course designer Tom Morris were invited and we had a game there uh, to celebrate his 200th birthday. Wow,
1: that must have been pretty cool. So a lot of history and tradition of the product, right? And all the passion from, sounds like years and years of your involvement, right? It's pretty, uh, pretty uh, awesome stuff.
2: I'm old, but when you actually think of golf it's only like three, three in your generations to when it was all created. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, your your dad, then your oh, my dad, possibly <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my granddad, my great granddad would have been there at the time when forfa was created. So uh, Orford Golf Club. So I've read up on that history and then looking back on Tom Morris, who had a business in St. Andrews, and he was making clubs at St. Andrews, and he hired the guy called uh, Hugh Logan, and Hugh Logan was uh, a club manufacturer working in Tom Morris's little shed in St. Andrews. He then moved on and I've tracked his history, and the story goes that he was... Hugh Logan become Logan Letters, which we all know today as John Letters. So uh, I like to think my name brand is uh, coming again, and uh, instead of Hugh Logan, it's uh, Bruce Logan. There you go. uh, Might manage to make it into the history books.
0: Trying to get any connection you can.
2: That's that's how you do it. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's what I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah. uh, How. Bruce, how how hard was it to like get like once you realized? I know you talked about the shoe, you saw the logo with the Nike Swish, and you're thinking about maybe maybe making an octogrip Grip shoe with you know spikes going from obviously spike to spikeless, and then you thought ah maybe not that let's let's maybe try a put- like a putting grip. How hard hard was it to get the you know. The kind of material and supplies to you know start testing products and, and actually getting the, the final product of what you what you have and obviously what you sent me and what you're going to send ben and um can you take us through that process yeah
2: better watch what i'm saying because when my wife hears of what i've actually done i'll, I'll uh, maybe be up for uh, debate so uh, <laughs> i'll be packing my bags so your secret's uh,
0: safe with us bruce because, because
2: I'm a, an engineer background in welding fabrication, uh, during COVID, uh, so after the chemistry opened, and I got paid off from the oil and gas, I had some spare time. So I was tinkering the uh, uh, aluminium moulds, and I thought I'll just get a shaft and I'll put some resin in it in this aluminium mould I got machine, yep. and that was a disaster. Yeah, so. So that cost me like two or three grand to get an aluminium mold. And then uh, today's technology is wonderful. So uh, 3D modeling is the buzz in the world. Yes. Yeah? Yep. So we can now build things on the moon by sending a, a file and an email up to a module in the moon and could print out and make things in the moon. So so we had a local company called Angus 3D and they were able to print my design that I, I got a designer to create a CAD model yep. so That CAD model, we made it into hard plastic mm-hmm. and uh, 3D printed it. So we were able to print it with the first shape, the octagon shape. Right. And uh, rather than just dimples, I was trying to think of how to do it to make my pot different. My and uh, it dawned on me that table tennis bats has dimples on it. So what I tried to create was on the eight flats in the octagon was that table tennis bat feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. So the, the guy 3D model printed, we put it in a, in a receptacle he then had a vacuum unit as well. So he had silicon, so we had the solid model suspended in the in the box and injected in the resin. He then put it into the vacuum that created the shape. So then he cut what was the silicon box in half and it then allowed the, the 3D model to come out, created the cavity for the for the rubber. And again, it was reversing that process by putting the rubber in there. So, my first mould was all done within 14 miles of the doorstep. But then, when I uh, thought I'll get this into production, and I contacted a company in London, south of London, uh, that manufactures rubber. And the UK is uh, slightly expensive to do these things. So mould was going to cost me 15 grand, so I had to rethink where I was going with this. So, while keeping that putter grip concept going, I then focused on the uh, history, my apprenticeship. Uh, I was building ladders when I first left school, and I actually owned the house of the guy that uh, owned the company, called Ramsey Ladders. So, Ramsey Ladders had... Uh, history, tradition of making brown drums, and I converted their mind and, and made up a, a demo aluminium extrusion in an octagon shape and took that to them. So it's still, that's come in as well. So uh, I'll have an engineering product as well as my, uh, my life designing and golf. So the focus just now is to focus on the golfing world.
0: Awesome, and how many models would you say just quickly you had before you got to the final product? Was it like two to three, or yeah, was no, it like?
2: I took the first octagon-shaped rubber ones, uh, rubber uh, grips to the other day, and uh, it was sort of a concept at that time. But the, the logo that had as octo grip, they were made in, in letters, and what happened was there uh, there's certain rules in golf, you're not allowed to have a repeatable uh, position that you can repeat your hands in. So they they failed the first attempt on that. So hence why I then come up with the smooth octagon letters and more of the dimples in the silicon on the on the shape that, that you've got. Huh.
0: So, right. I didn't realize that that was a thing, so you can't have lettering above yeah. the grip so
2: you have to watch the depth that you have your brand lettering so so you can't that's like, why it s- has to go with like a super soft type mm-hmm. idea uh, so. so you can't
1: like fully slide your finger into things basically yeah. right because then because then there's a marking
2: exactly so you don't know huh. like a, a pressure mark that your thumb will go in every time you hold your part yeah. Right. So it actually gets me wondering and, and all the people in my club have been a buzz on what I'm doing. And I says, look, I can't, I can't launch it until I get the product approved. So now it's approved. Yeah, it's, uh, it's two guys had it there this week. So I took it to the shop, put it in their shop and uh, there's two grits went to a guy and he says, and He's older than me, and I, I'm uh past the 60 mark, so he says, That's an amazing grip. He says, I had a bird one putt on the first, got to the second, and uh, one one put that I had a four there as well. And I says, How are you the rest of your game doing? He says, I <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't talk about that part, <laughs> yeah. So, he the first says, two putts are good, though, the
2: putt, and then uh, one of my other local uh members who's A lower handicap, Uh, Nigel Maynard, he's he's loving it. He he can't believe how good it is. And uh, you'll have seen Ben I posted one to Los Angeles. uh, At the very first, he was the first guy to reply back to me. Just a general golf player. And I says, you know what, I'm going to send you one over. And he got it. And was fantastic. So, I'm liking the comments I'm getting
0: back just now hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna lie, Bruce. I, I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, I, I like the, the look of it um, online, and then you know when it, when it arrived at my door, handwritten letter, signature. You gotta love that coming from the owner. <laughs> nice. uh, I, I took it out of the box or the package, and I mean, I was thoroughly impressed on what it was. I, uh, I, I used. I don't know if you ever heard of Rosemark, but they're a grip company that I, I had on my putter prior. And I find it, I don't want to say similar in a sense of, you know, it's not better, but like, I, I was shocked just the quality. I mean, and they've been around forever. PJ tour guys use those grips. Like it's, I was very impressed with it. And I actually put it on the, on the club on Sunday uh, and, uh, and went to town with it. And I really like the feel of it. It's, 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 I like that kind of like, you're talking about that, you know, not nipply, but that um, the table tennis kind of yeah, yeah yeah it just sits nicely in the hands. You know you don't have to squeeze it too hard. It, you know it's not firm. It's it's a good good uh, kind of mix in my opinion. Got me
1: got me itching to get it though. I can't wait for mine to come in, man. Yeah, and throw it on there and roll the rock the, a little bit.
2: In the UK, there's sort of a a color. the light like their colors, so. Mm-hmm. I decided, right or wrong, to go with Blue Bite red. and Red. Yeah. The CD behind that is uh, it's the UK flag. Right. And as you know, the king king is now created. The queen is, uh, sadly passed away. Past, yep. Yeah. But uh, there's good news coming again, uh, Ben, and I'll share my photo uh, with you as soon as I'm able to do it. So uh, as much as the brand name's up to grip just now. The next Potter will be Wogan, and I've got the the logo prepared, which will have a, a, a king's crown in it. So, oh. uh, and again, there'll be links to the recent news as well. So, uh, long live the king.
0: Just uh, just tying uh, in any history you can, eh, Bruce? Any any type <laughs> of history, whether yeah. it golf, heritage, whatever. You're you're throwing it on, onto the product and into the, the customer's that. hands.
2: That's it so, try to give a theme that it can keep on growing and, and changing things. So, uh, it's always new. I think the top brands, Scott and Cameron, that they've been doing it for years and they've been great products. So, it's just to throw something in there that is uh, back to being British as well and getting a bit of the momentum going. I mean, we've got uh, Robert McIntyre just doing, making the great move. And he's in Oban, That's the, on the, the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Okay. Scotland. Yep. And, uh, I'm looking forward to somebody that's in uh, in a stature that might say, I'll give it a go and put it on the, on the tour. There's one one chap that I've got a friend in St. Andrews. Uh, he's on the European tour yep. and made the cut. So if I was able to get the pot. up, in his hands, and and he moved from just making the cup to being in the
0: top ten. That's like dynamite for me. So. Big time, 100. Well, and then and the the putting grips like an interesting thing too, right? Because the, the putting's such a huge aspect of the game. Where if you get a guy rolling the putter hot with your grip on it, I mean, he's not taking it off it. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's <laughs> he, he that, he's gonna be saying, "Bruce, huge. Bruce, I need more, I need more."
2: That's so true. And and when I think back to when I was a kid, I was. I'm like I say, 62, baby. So in uh, 68, when Lee Trevino and Tom Watson and uh, Greg Norman were all the big names that I was watching as a kid, we had a municipal putting green that was kept by the town. It was 18 holes. And I spent the whole summer holidays playing on the putting green. So I like to think my putting's my strong area. Uh kind of drive very far. I'm only a two twenty type driver, but I'm straight. So. Two twenty
0: down the middle. That's those are the guys I I despise, Bruce, because you guys uh, just put it down the middle, put it down the middle, yeah. put it, and I, I'm out here, you know, flinging yeah. it left, flinging it right, yeah. trying to keep it in play.
2: I play with our plus three handicap, or so again, a refer back to forth of golf club. We uh, and, and he was my. Managing secretary when I was president, his name Stuart Wilson. Stuart Wilson won uh, the British Amateur Open.
0: No way. And he
2: then qualified uh, to play in the Open. He played the Lee Westman. On the Saturday, he was the leader on the leaderboard.
1: No way.
2: The silver medal that year. Uh, he then went on to be invited to play at Augusta. Didn't have a great round, but played with Tom Watson. That was his partner. No way. And, uh, yeah, so he knew within his cell that uh, he was a local lad, uh, well-represented family, uh, but didn't have the distance that the big hitters have nowadays. So (laughs) his accuracy was chipping. So he was also the walk-up cup uh, captain for... uh, Britain against USA last year, so he was at my club. No way. Football. So a lot of people have never heard the and and uh, oh, everybody knows St. Andrews. A lot of people know And uh, There's people from US, Canada, Japan, China, there all the time, and they're paying top dollar uh, to play there, but my course is designed by the same designer as St. Andrews, Tom, Morris. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and we have the same undulations. So, as much as my course is not a long hitting course, I, I'm standing on like 45 Lots of, degree yeah, angles. Yeah. We are Lots down of miles. Trying to get it up to go to the green. So, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, little uh, tricks and traits on how to play for us. So, we've got, we've got great history. And uh, our green keeper, Keith Wall, has made some amazing. Uh, developments to their course it's in the best it's been and the, the current avenue uh, director was of course highly commended the greens and said they're better greens than what the open was this year so
0: wow that's I'm pretty impressive
2: Some, sometime you guys can get over and I can treat the, it
0: <laughs> yeah we'll have to make a up and down goes on a road trip go there tell we'll me go. I'll book the flight tomorrow
2: <laughs> yeah Yeah, well, there's uh, lots of courses uh, beside me. There's Camushti, there's Montrose, it's all Edsel. Edsel's another lovely course. Kerry Muir, Pan Muir, Barry. St Andrew's is only 35 miles from me. So I was there yesterday, and you'll have seen some of my Instagram. So uh, when it was over, the Dunhill Cup had just finished, so I managed to, uh, capture some photos where the King's Bounds and the Dunhill signs about. So I was in the element.
0: I'm <laughs> so unreal. That,
1: I would be too.
2: That was the putter going in for its first uh, uh, checks. So fingers crossed that gets the first one.
0: Yeah, hopefully it does. Hopefully it does. Before we get into kind of more talk about the Potter and the future plans, what Bruce, what's one thing that you think makes your grip different than you know if someone goes and buys a super stroke grip or you know another brand name grip like what are you really kind of trying to harp on or 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 prove to people that you know your grip should be in their hands for this reason
2: yeah it's the tacky the tacky feel so uh most of the grips you'll uh, find on the market are relatively the same as everybody else's Mm -hmm. Uh, so i try to make unique. And this is just the start. So I'll try and develop just the same way as all the major brands, Ping and Scotty Cameron, and, and uh, they, all, they all have high quality production and they've got a team of engineers designing there. So in one stage, uh, I think, yeah, this is, this is great. But it's my first try and, and things can only get better
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah. you just <laughs> learn as you as you keep creating and the ideas keep expanding and you'll just become basically so a master I at it the right
2: this is the, the feature about the grip
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's uh, something that the other ones are uh, plus it does it's approved to the rules of
0: both. yeah so, right uh, no like i said picture. i and and you, you mentioned the tackiness aspect and the, the grip pressure is the biggest part, uh, one of the biggest keys of putting, right? Like you don't want to grip it too tight, don't want to grip it too loose. So to have that right feel of the tackiness is a huge kind of first step to getting that good stroke and making sure it's a pure stroke because if, if it doesn't feel good in the hand, it's probably not going to, you know, stroke well when you actually make contact with the golf ball.
2: And, and as we all know, it's your belief, in your putting game, it's you choosing the line, it's
1: mm-hmm. you
2: choosing how hard to strike the ball. So the grip is only maybe a tenth of how the ball's going to perform, and it's down to your belief on your putting ability that uh, really does it. You're, if you're a putter, if you don't believe in your equipment, then you pick something up and you like the look, you like the color. Uh, I mean, I've got Ben Hogan irons, and I've had them for 20 years. And everybody mm-hmm. says, why do you go know buy the new Callaway or the new TaylorMade? And I come, well, one, I hit this straight, and I know how far it's going to go. If I start <laughs> yeah. changing now, it's like, yeah.
1: The name of the game is confidence, right? So if you can trust yeah. your equipment, then the rest
0: of it's all going to fall in place for you. And that's what a good grip can do, no doubt. Bruce, I'd, I'd be using wooden clubs if I knew I could keep it down the middle. I, I, I don't care what's in my hand.
2: Yeah, Taylor made R7, so again, my brother uh, David, he's got the, the new Taylor made Stealth, isn't
0: it? Yep, the Stealth, yep. yep.
2: So I hit mine, so I was down at his course, down in Irving, and uh, I hit my drive 20 to 20 the normal, and then I hit his and it was 20 yards short, so See,
0: but, technology doesn't always work.
2: Technology doesn't work for everybody. So, but uh, yeah, it's what you get the feel for. So uh, hopefully everybody uh, picks up the grip that they want to use. And,
1: and yeah.
2: uh, I'll keep on striving to come up the, the next rev. And then,
0: mm-hmm.
2: But uh, yeah, there's some lovely, lovely grips over there.
0: Awesome. Cool. Um, lastly, before we wrap up, cause I know, you, I know you're obviously on a different time zone than us. It's getting pretty late, uh, working around our schedule. Um, you kind of mentioned the putter and whatnot. So you want to dive into the future plans? Like what's, what's kind of the, you know, next year and a half, two years look like for, uh, Octo grip and not only the grip, but like you're talking about the putter and the 1871, um, you want to just dive into that quickly about what, what your future plans are with kind of the, the business really and the, and the company.
2: Yeah. So, uh, Obviously, the first range of Potter is the Opto Grip with 1871 as a as a big push towards Forfar's creation 1871, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that was appropriate. So the next brand will be something of a mallet type butter. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, and and that will be following the these big companies have already checked in the market and of in the world, so they know what they like to. You just need to pay attention to what's the buzz colours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally like my bronze effect that I've got on the pot, So I've got it in stainless steel 303, and it's all CNC machine, And it's now, I'm already in design for the second edition, which, uh, like I say, I'm going to do as a nod to Hugh Logan and my own second name. So that'll be called the Logan and it'll be the 2020, uh, 2022 uh, as a map to the new king as well because Logan will have the king at the top of the, the brand name, so uh, nice. is the king Logan? Or referring back to <laughs> 1870 when he was working for Don Morris, so he, he joined and, and helped uh, Logan letters uh, become John letters we know today, and, and the Logan names died. So, I, I'd like to think uh, I can start off. I've got uh, grandkids of uh, three grand uh, three daughters, which has created uh, four grandkids to me and, and two are uh, only eight, but they're already into their golf. So, oh, yeah. hopefully, I've got a legacy uh, that uh, that we want to carry on.
0: Trying to reamp the Logan name. I love it. I love it when you when you get that mallet. I'm a big mallet guy. I, I'm not a huge blade guy. I don't putt well enough. I need any, you know, obviously in traditionally more the mallet, the mallet putter is more forgiving yeah. in a sense of, uh, you know, with putting. And so I've never been a blade guy. But when you get on that mallet, I might have to uh, might have to be pretty interested in that sucker because I do like the bronze look too. When you're talking about kind of the finishes, um, I'm big with either. Kind of that black look or the uh or or the bronze. Uh, well, that,
2: that's exactly what it's going and, and where the brand that sort of visualized it I'm gonna to change to my own style, my own theme.
0: Nice is uh
2: it's black, but it'll have an it octagon hole. Yep. Like like the two ball, but just a single octagon. Yep. And you'll see the you grass through it. So
0: okay it
2: shape and you'll be able to scoop the ball up and
0: yeah, that's key. You you gotta go after that too, because there's nothing worse than a mouth putter and you can't scoop the ball up.
2: Yeah, I want to be able to touch it and pick it up so I don't need to bend in. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> save save the ease on the back. So so uh yeah. We ain't getting right. the, any younger. So
2: so yes, it's gonna be black. So Rev two uh, will be black and it'll have the two lines at the back of the bottom that'll the octagon. So uh nice.
1: yes.
0: Wow. Yeah. No, that I'm really interested to see how that looks. That, that would really, uh, peak, peak, peak my interest there. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, Ben, do you have any last questions for uh, Bruce before we, uh, kind of wrap things up here?
1: No, I think you covered it all. It was honestly just nice to hear some of the story. I personally didn't know there was that much, uh, kind of history. And I mean, obviously knew there was a lot of thought going into it, but just the detail and the thought and, uh, tying, obviously the golf courses all together, your, your history and, some of the uh, trades work and um obviously a little bit of royalty i thought that was all pretty cool stuff but uh yeah i'm looking forward to what you uh can do in the future and like i said i'm just absolutely amped to have the uh putter grip coming my way here in the next little bit
2: yeah and as i said you guys um, because you've got uh, a crowd of listeners i'm going to share a code with you and if you want to share that with your listeners I'll give a special 10% discount to anything that your listeners
1: buy by you
0: giving them the code. Perfect. Oh, we appreciate, first. <laughs> appreciate that. And, uh, we'll definitely be sure to, to make sure we share it. so we can get you some, uh, some clicks. Um, yeah. but yeah, we honestly, thanks for coming on. And I mean, this won't be the last time uh, we will have you on. We'll definitely get you on again to maybe dive into a few other stories, uh, uh, or more ideas with the kind of the growth of, of OctoGrip and, and, and what, what's next for it. So mm-hmm. Bruce, thank you very much. Um, we appreciate it and, uh, we'll chat soon.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I'll get your sample put it over for, uh, Ben as well. So that he's, he's <laughs> able to sample his
1: that
0: as well. Yeah, appreciate ben, it. Ben gets a little jealous when I get things and he doesn't, so <laughs> he he'd really appreciate that. I I've been calling him and texting him about the grip, and he goes, "Well, what am I getting mine?" <laughs> yeah.
2: and the, the caps are already created as well. So
1: oh,
0: a couple of hats. Oh, oh there we go. We're there big we hat go. guys. So I like that. I like that. The,
2: the logos in the similar line to the major clothing golf guys, but.
1: More in a Gucci type format, but uh, yeah. love that. <laughs> Unreal,
2: you gotta get your own touch in. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> we love it. We love it when,
2: when you've not got any hair, you,
0: you need a cap, <laughs> and even when you do, you still wear a cap. Yeah, yeah I'm a big hat guy, so that those, those are cool. I have to uh, yeah, figure something out. But once again, Bruce, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we yeah. we appreciate it a lot, and uh and we'll be, we'll be chatting real soon. Oh, oh putterhead cover. That's a butter cover as well. Sorry,
2: I never managed to get all
0: that. Yeah, look yeah, at that so thing go. That's, that's beautiful. You have to send out. us a photo uh, because the people when they're listening to this right now, because we haven't, we haven't ended it, they're gonna be like, what are you guys looking at? So you have to send us a couple of photos <laughs> of it so we can post it, show, show yeah. the viewers.
2: You'll get a sample of that as well, guys. Thanks very much for giving me this opportunity to come on a podcast that you'll you you'll be big stuff your podcast I'm sure oh, I enjoy listening to it and hearing all your stories and your laughter. Too
1: awesome. kind Bruce appreciate it. Pleasure having you on honestly
0: very Bye. grateful. All right thanks chat, very
1: much.
0: Chat soon. Bye
1: now.
2: Take care
0: I mean what were you expecting? other than that from Bruce. I love the accent. He was saying now if no one's going to understand him, who cares? Because at the end of the day, I was I'd never t- spoke to him honestly before today and I just thought, "Wow, this is going to be when he started talking to do the introductions, I thought this is going to be a great interview. I could listen to Scottish people talk oh, yeah. all day long." Seriously. He could have talked about something
1: completely irrelevant and I would have been just perfectly content listening to him. Just
0: all I need was a scotch in my hand for it. That's what I should have had.
1: Seriously. I know we kept talking about having a good time too. I'm like, fuck, do you want to have, are we having a drink right now? Is <laughs> are, <that what laughs> we're
0: doing? are we going to, you know, break up the bottle or what? <laughs> I, I, got bottle I got a bottle of JD. I got a bottle of JD. Yeah.
1: Got that Jack Daniels straight from Tennessee downstairs. Oh,
0: man. Uh, no, dope. honestly, really great to have uh, Bruce on. I mean, just this whole story, dude. I know, obviously, we just, you just listened to it and we just, talking about it now but um like coming back from making the the octagon kind of valve at work being an engineer and being in the oil industry and whatnot and then you know having a passion for golf and translating that into i love the shoe idea man because the octagon would have been a cool that also would have been really like a cool slogan for shoes too with um you know switching from the spikes to the spikeless but then just Mm -hmm. to carry it on right like he he kind of hit a roadblock after roadblock and just kind of pushed through and i mean the grip idea was is, it's a perfect name for a grip really and like you said that like he was talking about sorry the the feel of the of the, the
1: tackiness um, of like the table tennis kind of
0: table yeah. tennis texture and it just matches like an like what an octopus would be kind of, i never touched an octopus but I, i'm just gonna assume i'm gonna start referencing that it, it's like a table tennis uh <laughs> yeah. uh yeah ping pong table uh pong but no it's uh like you said i found it super
1: special how he has like he ties everything back into the history of a bunch of things. Like we touched, he touched on his, uh his blue color background, which I think is awesome. Like just how that creative switch flips from, um, I don't know, working on tool and die stuff to all of a sudden, just putting it into his passion of golf and then his own little twist. So he seems like he he loves octagon, man. It's his favorite shape. He's buzzing. He's like, yeah, boy, everyone knows we buy the octagon, and all this shit. Like, well, yeah, that's kind of funny. But, uh, and then tying in the royalty and how he wants to implement some of the some of the King stuff heading or moving forward and, and some of his other products uh, and the yeah, 1871, cool but the yeah. first
0: golf course about high, being the, I didn't know that it was going to be the oldest or it would, it is technically the oldest golf course in inception. I didn't know that there was yeah. like 23 whole golf courses, 21 whole golf courses. That blew my mind like that. Too. Yeah. 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 I mean, even just the process, man, to get it registered with the RCGA, like, I mean, that's pretty cool to say you've done that and not only doing it with a grip, but now a putter. And like I said, when that mallet putter comes up, man, I am stoked to see what that's going to look like. Yeah, for sure. Like I and said, you can I'm tell... not a big blade guy, but.
1: And after talking to him there, like I feel a lot more trustworthy in the sense like he, can, he knows his shit. Like even when you talk about um, how he like specific some of the specifications have to be for the grips, like with the depth of the lettering and the branding and all that like he he knows his stuff and clearly he's got a few buddies on his on his roster that are willing to help him make some cool shit that have a lot of talent working with metals and, and everything like that so i'm looking forward to see what he can do in the future and you can count me in for trying some of the stuff he's gonna make for sure
0: yeah no i like i said i threw it on my putter and I, I do like it i was really impressed with uh i like i literally had i know i said it in the interview but no idea what i was expecting when yeah. I, the package arrived and When I saw it, I I turned to Ted and I was like, holy man, this thing's legit. Yeah. Like, this is, I'm literally, this is unreal. I was super stoked with with what it was and and how it looked and how it felt. and um, Color explanation was cool too. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to
1: barge in and be like, yeah, the USA colors. How could you forget?
0: <laughs> See what was there? But I'm like, ah, I don't know him too well yet. <laughs> he's he's going to be listening to this. you going be like, ah, you bugger. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but on, honestly, I know, uh, obviously, Bruce, you'll, you're listening to this, but thanks thanks a lot for coming on. We really appreciate it. And like I said earlier, we'll definitely have you back on. But to get into other news, uh, we'll get into some slim stats. I got a couple good ones here for you today, Ben. From 150 yards, a, f- a five index player. Are you putting your head up because you're annoyed? Or are you putting your head up because no, you're... No, no,
1: because I didn't want to look at the notes. Okay, don't worry, don't worry. I was naturally already about to look, but I'm
0: of, I, I kind of hid the answer, so you can't, you couldn't really see it. Okay. From 150 yards, a five-index player is more likely to what? Birdie, double bogey, or worse, or par?
1: From where? From where, sorry?
0: 150 yards, in the fairway, five-index.
1: Bogey, birdie, or par?
0: No, birdie, double bogey, or worse, Par.
1: Uh, probably par is most likely
0: double bogey. <laughs> oh shit. Really? <laughs> more likely to make a double bogey than a birdie. Sorry. I guess I, I kind of threw in the par to hide this scenario. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they're more likely to make a double bogey than a birdie. Than the birdie? I, di- I just don't want to give away. Uh, cause I feel like if I said birdie or double bogey, it'd probably say double bogey. So I threw in the par there yeah. to, to kind of trick you, but, but to go back to the actual stat. Yeah you're more likely to make a double bogey than a birdie.
1: That's kind of wild. I feel like that could be dangerous for the scores and quickly bring that handicap up. But birdies are hard to come by, especially when you're in that cap range. It's like the pars are your bread and butter. It's, uh yeah. birdies, not too common. It's
0: my boy, Lou, manage my expectations. Every time now that from the 150 stick, I go, dude, if I make par here, I'm, I'm beating the odds. <laughs> Just don't make double bogey. Just don't That's make, make double head. bogey.
1: You're standing over the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another one for you. Yeah. Um, a PJ Tour pro from 180 yards in the fairway averages the same number of shots as a 10 handicap from what yardage?
1: Oh, like pretty tight because that's a lot of bladed. And don't look and at
0: don't look at the notes because I'm, not okay. I'm not looking. I'm not
1: looking. like
0: 180 probably, in the fairway makes the same like, number of shots as a 10 hit 10 handicap.
1: Probably from like an average of 60 yards because just the around the green stuff
0: Man, you're pretty good 40 yards 40 yeah so pj tour like, pro scores the same from imagine playing imagine playing a pj tour though. pro in a, in a like a and like a round and going okay you're 180 i'll just drop the 40 let's have a match well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's
1: so messed up because that's what i could picture though is like i don't know throw someone within 30 yards of the green like most of the time a 10 handicap doesn't really have a go-to shot or like some, they're not probably very comfortable in that range. Cause that's something they don't practice as much if I were to assume. And then the putting and chipping and stuff like that, like guys are just dialed from, from that far from 180 when you're, when you're that good of a golfer. Um, what did Zach juicy say, throw it back to his thing. I that's locked in my mind now from 180. They're happy with it being within 18 feet where you put a guy from 40 yards. who's a 10 handicap. He's like 18 feet. I'd love to take that right now. Let me drop my ball on the green.
0: Yeah. Well, there it is. Right. I mean, cool. I like that one. And then last one for you. Would you rather hit all 18 greens, but every putt is from 50 feet or hit eight greens in regulation? Every putt is from 10 feet. And every green that you miss, you have a 20 yard birdie chip.
1: Oh, I'd take the chip. And like the short pots for sure.
0: So it's funny, my boy Lou, uh, again stranger on Twitter. You can this is where he gets he his stats. He he, he gets them from Acros, which is A C R O S S. I think I spelled that right. Not sure. Yeah. Um, it's actually now he doesn't specify from what handicap, but he says option one wins by zero point one eight of a stroke across eighteen holes. So the so more putts taking the putts, Yeah. And but I the feel reason, like that's an, like like unique. 50. Like the thing is, is that from 18 greens, I mean, you're probably only three putting so many times where from 20 yards, dude, you could flub a chip to 10 yards and then have to get up and down two putt. But I agree for me, I would much rather the eight greens Cause... and right from 10 feet. Cause if I make three of them, that's three birdies. And then I just got to figure out a way. You said it get... was a
1: 20 yard chip. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Cause I was gonna say if it was like 15 yards, like I'm, I'm more likely to probably hold a 15 yard chip than I am a 50 foot putt. Like personally, like I think that's more realistic for me. But 20 yards that is like, that's kind of that's kind of deep. Yeah. And 50 footers, like I don't know, that's a tough one. But I, I think I take the chip still because then I really just try to capitalize on that shorter putts. Because realistically, you can give me 18 50 footers. If I make one, I'm stunned but I'm pretty confident I can get up and down majority of the time from 20 yards and maybe
0: make how many times do you think you could get up and uh, down from a, major like in a round. So you, so think of it eight. So that means eight minus 18. So 10 times you have to get up and down. How many times do you get up and down from 20 yards? From 20 yards with a basic pin, nothing, like nothing not a like super stupid.
1: slopey green, like nothing. No there's, too there, no,
0: there's some undulation, but yeah, like nothing crazy. How many times?
1: Uh, I get ten, uh, 10 tries. Like I'd say at least like six or seven. I think.
0: You think you're getting up and down seventy percent of the time?
1: It depends. Like if I'm playing decent, yeah. Like I, I think <laughs> playing I, that's decent. That's such a big yards. If I'm playing decent, what is that? Yeah, mean? but like from twenty yards, it's really not that that far. Like, you got a bit of green to work with or whatever. Like you're not flopping it over a bunker, like dude. You're I bet a standard from twenty yards
0: shot. from twenty yard chip. I bet I would get. I would be like three, four, because I'm probably not flubbing one, so everything's probably. I'm not even hit thinking. Flubbing though, like I'm just thinking. Thinking if you get it to ten feet from twenty yards, that's probably pretty good. And then how many ten footers are you making? And of course, if let's say you got everyone to ten feet and you had 10, but 10 a feet 50-foot
1: birdie... putt, man, that is so three puttable. Like no, so no, three puttable, no, no. buddy.
0: I agree with you. I'm explaining your up and down situation. I agree. I and I'd rather take the chip. I'm just saying. I just don't think you're maybe maybe forty or five like four or five. I'm thinking like then, you're like six 30, or seven I think you're thirty percent. Next time we play golf, I'm gonna we're gonna drop up like we'll play our own ball. But then every hole yeah. for ten, we're gonna drop from twenty yards, and I want to see how many. I bet you you're like four packs. <laughs> maybe, dude. If you're maybe, up and down was twenty, was was seventy percent, dude. That's insane. But that's always been the best part of the game. Like I I wasn't annoyed missing
1: greens cuz I was just like, "All right, I'll get up and down." And that's including having like awkward flop shots and shit. Like that's what I like.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. Here I'm not, and I'm, if not ripping I'm cutting, on you. I yeah, I, just, I know.
1: No, it's a good
0: conversation though. I think I think you're out to lunch thinking you're going to get seven. I think I could. No, no, no. I realize you could, <laughs> but you're not. <laughs> Dude, I could also well, I get a hole in one every time I play golf, but I'm not. Yeah,
1: but have you actually I was about to say have you ever had one? And you have.
0: <laughs> Number seven, Sandhill, Vesper Hills Golf Club. There you go. Nine iron, one forty nine. Into the wind, spun back eighteen feet. Hobby Capone. fairways. <laughs> get me that cameo. Uh yeah. No, I know. I thought those were cool stats that he brought to the table. For sure. Um Yeah, so I mean, get into this week. The Zozo, what a fun name to say. Championship <laughs> at Accordia Golf narashina country club
1: this one's got a purse doesn't it
0: it's got a big purse and we're doing a ride with Ben segment we'll get into the bet stamp another the next week because that's when it officially starts yeah need that uh, official we've had the interview which has kind of dry not dragged on but it's obviously we want to keep our episodes under roughly around the 40 minute mark. So we're definitely probably preaching that one a little bit too much so um don't mean to shit on your day but
1: This is Zozo on the 13th to 16th, and we have a different one on the 6th
0: to 9th. Oh, boy.
1: TPC Summerlin, uh, Shriners, Hospitals for Children Open.
0: It is. I got the wrong odds. That's okay. That's okay. Dude, it's not going to make
1: a big difference because it is a tough field for the most part in this. uh... Actually, yeah, it's not a great field, but.
0: I'm taking Homa either way. So there you go. Is is Zal Taurus in it?
1: Uh, I'll give it a Google. looks like a big field, but like not super good talent.
0: Man, what an episode, dude. I'm like absolutely spilling over my words, if that's even a phrase. I put up the wrong tournament for this week, the wrong betting odds. (laughs) It's like Like, Zozo. The week we have Bruce on, he's going to be like, this guy's a mutant. What are you doing? <laughs> what did I just no, what did I don't think Zalators
1: is playing. You got Mac he- Oh fuck me. They don't. You got uh who's there? I'll spit some names. Adam Hadwin, uh Lee Hodges, Next. Mito Pereira. Next. Next Taylor Pendrith. Next. Uh Ricky Fowler. I was dude. Ace I was gonna day. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Ricky, dude. He had a Homa, top. How much Tez Reevy, Seamus Power, Cameron Champ. Uh, Wyndham, I'm Wyndham, Clarks, Venson, McNeely. No, no,
0: I'm doing Ricky. My boy, Ricky. All right. All right. 30. All right. 30. Sick. All right. Well, I think that's enough, uh, stuttering over myself and mispronouncing words for one evening. So, um, I might go have a scotch and try to settle down a bit. Calm I'm gonna down. I'm going to get sober. I feel like I was racing through that today, but oh, well, you know, you live and learn. Oh my goodness. The cowboy hat. Let's you, cool. you gotta post a photo with the mic, and that. I might have to. Oh, go back to your thing. The fact that you were going around saying "y'all," I cannot understand Canadians that live in Canada that say "y'all." That drives me insane. <laughs> whatever, man. I thought you were gonna say whatever y'all, and I was whatever, gonna just y'all. End, end the episode.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: no. Okay, cool. I gonna go get my get my lasagna and me. All right. Well, try to uh, sober up and uh, we'll chat next week. But until then, cheers.